This episode of the Supply Chain Brain podcast is supported by Here Technologies, a software platform for mapping and location data for individuals in the supply chain, and Amazon Web Services, a provider of cloud computing platforms for individuals, companies, and governments. Be sure and stick around after the discussion for a look at the companies and what they offer to customers. But now, on to the podcast. Everyone's talking about digitizing supply chains. What are they talking about? Hi, everybody. I'm Bob Bowman, Editor-in-Chief of Supply Chain Brain, and this is the Supply Chain Brain Podcast. Digitization, a hard word to pronounce and even harder to define. How is this push for automating manual processes affecting global supply chains? On this episode, we get two perspectives. We're joined by Charlie Maynard, Senior Manager, Industry Solutions for Transportation and Logistics with HERE Technologies, and Dr. Florian Brummer, Head of the Europe, Middle East, and Africa Region for Supply Chain, Transportation, and Logistics with Amazon Web Services. We're going to nail down a definition of digitization talk about which parts of the supply chain are most in need of it, how the initiative can be carried out successfully, what are the benefits, and whether the end game is the so-called autonomous supply chain. Here's my conversation with Charlie Maynard and Florian Brummer. Charlie Maynard, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate you having me. And Florian Brummer, welcome as well. Hi, Bob. Thanks for having me. Our topic is digitization, which is something that everybody is talking about, but everybody doesn't necessarily know what it means, or they're not necessarily all saying the same thing when they talk about that word. So let me start with you, Florian. Tell me what exactly do you mean by digitization in relation to supply chains? Fantastic. So we're starting off with the easy one. <laughs> There's a few aspects that uh, usually get, as you say, intermingled with digitization, whether that's reinvention, transformation. There's a lot of innovation in that usually as well. The way I like to think about it is, is actually has two dimensions. One is a horizontal connectivity dimension across different silos. And the other one is more a vertical one that looks into individual components of supply chains, if you may. And the themes that we really see from our customers that, that really encounter us a lot when it comes to digitizing their supply chains is one is, I mean, truly integrated business planning. This comes up a lot. So how can you connect end-to-end trade-off decisions, whether that's costs or, or, or carbon footprints? That's a really interesting theme. The second one that we hear a lot from our customers is around control, visibility, tracking. So end-to-end visibility, well, my goods in the supply chain, how can I connect data sources? That's almost leading me to my third aspect that is data-driven everything. So a lot of customers are really grappling with the fact on how can they take decisions that are not only just intuition or experience, but data-driven. How can they use the, the vast amounts of data that are usually created within their four worlds or beyond and then really uh, use that in, for example, uh, an AI uh, application? And that really almost drives then the next step as well that is on our customers' mind is 
So what do I do with that kind of data? What do I do with those kinds of insights? Is there uh, ways to automate decision-making and drive to, to that kind of truly automated uh, North Star vision, mm -hmm. if you might say. And what I've also seen a lot, obviously, in the last couple of years is sustainability. So sustainability and how can we use digitization, digital supply chains in sustainability-driven decision-making. So it's it's a bit of that canon uh, of what we're encountering. I don't think it's exhausted in the end, but this is what we're hearing a lot from our customers, and this is what we're really excited about, obviously, working with them. And Charlie, what's your perspective on that? Thanks, Bob. Yeah, Boring's position is spot on, and I'd, uh, I would also submit that I think it might help us to think along the lines of a journey, really, building on what Florian said about Data. We have to move kind of beyond data, instead move towards intelligence. How can we use this information to anticipate what we need to do to make our lives better in the supply chain? I think that help might put everybody in the right mindset. A lot of these things that the two of you just mentioned to me are things that companies have been attempting to do or struggling with for years. But I guess when the word digitization comes in, I'm assuming then what we're meaning is you're automating what were originally manual processes. And by virtue of being manual, it was difficult, if not impossible, to achieve these integrated efforts that you're talking about. I mean, have I got that right? Is that where digitization comes into the picture, Florian? Exactly. And I think in the end, a lot of players out there in the market, they are operating their supply chains out of Microsoft Excel. And that's a digital tool in the end, right? But mm. I think what, what you just mentioned in terms of connecting that and pushing that to the next level, that's really where we are. And this is where it gets very exciting. And I think it's a lot of technologies like generative AI on everybody's mind at the moment. And this is where you really then push the boundaries into that kind of domain. The dreaded spreadsheet, which has been declared dead for at least the last 30 years. <laughs> Maybe this time for sure. Who knows? Charlie, let me ask you, which processes within the supply chain specifically do you believe are most in need of being digitized? That's a great question, Bob. And the first part of this answer is going to sound ridiculously obvious, but just what we talked about, it's unfortunately we do still have a stubborn problem all across the supply chain whether it is data being analyzed internally or shared externally, we really need to start with data that's on paper, on faxes, spreadsheets, and I would even argue to start migrating away from EDI. Uh, bills of lading, for example, are notoriously non-digitized, but those are not really the only culprits. We have a ways to go to convert all of this discrete data in the supply chain out of their little boxes into formats we can use to make more intelligent decisions. You know, anytime people need to re-enter data or translate it to be compatible with another non-digital form, we are facing an unacceptable probability of errors. If we're going to leverage the power of artificial intelligence and machine learning, which I think in many ways is synonymous with a digitized supply chain, we really need to get this problem solved. Um, I can get in some further details here with some examples, if that's okay. Yeah, I would appreciate that. But I do want to just point out that you said start maybe migrating away from EDI. Every single word in that term, electronic, data, interchange, every single word seems to say digitization to me. But we must be in a new era of digitization if we're already talking about getting away from that. It's really just an older format and I think constrains a lot of flexibility and intelligence gathering and the ability to be more resilient in our supply mm -hmm. chain operations. Well, let's get into the details of how this can be carried out. But let me turn first to Florian to give me your view on that. And then Charlie, I'd like to hear you drill down a little bit as well. So again, how do we even start with this effort to digitization? What do we need to do in terms of technology, time, investment, process, and believe it or not, 
human expertise still being needed. Florian, what's your view on that? I think all of that obviously needs to line up. And this is where it gets a tiny bit tricky, right? So where we usually start working through that kind of puzzle with our customers is asking them questions and figuring out jointly with them on what is really differentiating for you? What are really differentiating skills? And how do you uh, look at building those skills and digital skills internally versus uh, leveraging partners from out there or suppliers? This is obviously then also touching a tiny bit on uh, on-prem versus cloud considerations where I'm, I have a tiny bit of a biased perspective on, as you can imagine. But at the same time, this is really also connecting those aspects that you, you mentioned. This is not only just technology, right? Technology, I think, can give us a lot. But at the same time, that kind of process and human angle, especially within organizations, how can you increase your data literacy are really, really important aspects when tackling that kind of transformational journey. And in the end, what we as AWS are leveraging here a lot is, in essence, what we have been leveraging on the Amazon side of our business since the inception, which is a, a mechanism called working backwards from the customer. And I don't think this is it's rocket science, but that guiding north of what is really making a difference for your customer and how can you, in essence, anchor your journey and your transformation on that kind of vision is a really, really compelling and, and enticing one. And then in the end, I think moving into those bigger transformational approaches and programs, it's uh, understanding that kind of North Star, but breaking it down into smaller sprints. So I think everybody bears the scar in the industry of bigger key transformations that go on for years and years. So it, it's really about how can you break this elephant or break this down and slice the elephant to work backwards from the customer, but but make it tangible fast. Well, you mentioned the importance of partners. It's hard to imagine a relationship in the supply chain where you can digitize one end of it and not the other. I mean, does it not require all parties to move forward simultaneously with an effort of this kind, Florian? Yeah, absolutely. So this is this is obviously where a lot of those bigger transformations then get stuck by the kind of complexity of interaction through our partners. I think in the end, you need to start somewhere, right? And understanding those kinds of bits and pieces that bucking from almost a nucleus or a core and then expanding that into your partner landscape and maybe partly even if you're taking the lead because that's a differentiating position for you, then you might even lean in and help your partners or your suppliers in building digital interfaces so that you can really, in essence, cascade through that ecosystem. But I'm not kidding anyone, this is not an easy one, right? So especially as soon yeah. as you're going really into those kinds of ecosystems and interactions, and we talked about EDI for a while already, there's a lot of companies out there still struggling with consistently getting into EDI data exchanges. Charlie, what's your view on elephant slicing? How would you begin to approach this whole process from your end? One of the tricks we have to uh, deal with here is data privacy. It is a, a primary and legitimate concern, but I would say the, the concept of proprietary data and, and the refusal to share that information outside the organization in some situations can actually hamper optimization in the supply chain. What I mean by that is that sometimes companies may think information is highly proprietary and represents a competitive advantage to protect, but I would argue that this restriction might not be as ubiquitous as we currently think. I think it's possible that with some information, the benefits of sharing it with supply chain partners might outweigh the perceived risks of giving up some data privacy. And this gets into the cloud and hosted environments and so forth. One common example of this is when freight carriers and their drivers are reluctant to share the locations of their transportation assets. There's a concern on their part that competitors will have an arbitrage opportunity using this information. Mm -hmm. 
But maybe I would submit this problem could be solved with distributed ledgers and encryption, maybe. You know, something to think about, perhaps. Well, you would hope so. It's kind of crazy to suggest that they'd want to keep secret their location when, in fact, that's exactly what we need to do in order to optimize and maximize the capacity out there. We have to know what's out there and what's available. It cannot be the best-kept secret in the supply chain. That could be very frustrating, I would imagine. Okay, so clearly a digitization effort is a good thing to go ahead with, but it requires a certain amount of commitment and resources and people and time. Again, so Charlie, sell me on the specific benefits of digitization. Let's say I'm a CEO at the top of the heap here. I need to be told why my organization has to go forward in this way. What are the benefits? Absolutely. And I'll preface this, Bob, by pointing out that even if information is digitized in the way we would, we would like it to be, it may not be coordinated or consolidated across sources which makes it really challenging to have a single source of truth and just creates too many barriers to the benefits of optimization and resilience that we're all looking for. I would say then that we first really need to increase transparency, minimize Mm. the, the fog of supply chain intelligence, if you will. And that involves consolidating, aggregating, conflating disparate sources of data into a more cohesive and manageable body of intelligence that we can use, not just separate data sources. So I'll get into some specific examples here. One I'll mention is that we're driving much more and more granularity and accuracy in both time and space, getting down to that last meter and the last minute of execution, which will help enable that holy grail of the autonomous supply chain. Uh, Another thing we can talk about is uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning. These tools are already delivering some pretty impressive benefits in ROI, and the potential we think is just staggering. But Mm -hmm. we can't deliver these capabilities without the information being digitized in the first place. How can we discern patterns and trends out of this chaos and make proactive decisions when data is buried in spreadsheets on on somebody's laptop? Uh, Another benefit we're seeing is in improving the ability to respond to disruptions. Everybody has seen over the past several years how increasingly difficult and impractical really it is to rely on long-term or even medium-term planning as we have in the past. And the more we digitize the supply chain, the more focus we can apply to being responsive and resilient to real-time execution challenges. The last one I'll mention is Bringing in the end customer, and I mean both B2B and B2C customers more thoroughly into the supply chain. Again, that last meter and final minute, their expectations for operational performance will, they're they're only going to accelerate, right? They're only going to accelerate from here, and the more information that our customers can provide to their customers will help increase that stickiness and loyalty that everybody's fighting for. Well, the way you just framed your answer, Charlie, suggested I framed my question incorrectly. I posited the idea of the CEO sitting around trying to decide whether or not to engage in digitization when, in fact, what you just told me suggests that they don't have a choice. The digitization isn't – it has to move forward in order to achieve these vital things. Not an option. Florian, what would be uh, your answer? I 100% agree with that. I 100% agree with that. I don't think it's optionality anymore. Supply chains are getting more and more complex, and we've all lived through the last couple of years or so. It's not optional anymore. I think you want to have your top talent really focus on those exceptions, on those black swan events, on really driving customer value beyond what you're doing. And I think digitization is 
already helping you getting rid of undifferentiated heavy lifting in your supply chain. So if, if you're not digitizing your supply chain today, then you're not competitive anymore. Okay, so what's the end game? You know, Charlie just used the word autonomous, and let me follow up on that with you, Florian. Is this actually leading to the so-called autonomous supply chain? Some people have described it also as the self-driving supply chain, using data analytics, using artificial intelligence to such an extent, the digitization to such an extent, that supply chains can pretty much perform on their own, make key decisions without the need for humans? I mean, where is digitization taking us in the end? Yeah, so let me be a bit bullish on this one. I think that's the direction. Will we see fully automated supply chain in every case and scenario? Probably not. Because, again, as we've seen in the last couple of years, there are just scenarios and facts. And also customers are pulling and demanding uh, new cool stuff. But in the end, that's getting rid of your undifferentiated heavy lifting and automating your supply chain or 99% of your supply chain, that's the daily repetitive tasks and what you can anticipate, will allow you to free up your top talent and your supply chain talent for those differentiating pieces. And uh, hence, I think aspects like an autonomous supply chain or a, a silent SNOP, so really negotiating that in the background between systems, etc., are the North Star that the grand majority will push for. Will it be 100%? Probably not, but I'm bullish on this one. Charlie, you were the first to use the word autonomous in this conversation. What's your feeling about how far that's going to go? Yeah, first of all, we we really do need to be realistic. In a lot of cases, we're, we're trying to solve the same supply chain problems we were solving 30 years ago. So nobody is promising a panacea here, as Florian was intimating, but there are some quite compelling developments underway right now. EV charge points for commercial vehicles, for example, in the relatively near future, Carriers and delivery companies are going to have real-time information, not only about accurate battery ranges and, and routing to the optimal charging point, but also predictive availability data. Will there be a spot open when the driver gets to the charge point and even give those drivers the ability to make reservations for those open spots? Those are coming in the near future. After risk eating a dead horse again, I'll mention AI and ML. If used properly and, and responsibly, which is a very legitimate concern right now, we're confident that... It's going to enable significantly higher levels of intelligence and efficiency and resilience in the supply chain space. Charlie Maynard, tell me a little bit about HERE Technologies and where you guys fit into the picture about what we've just been discussing. Thank you, Bob. Your Technologies is in the location intelligence space. We provide, and we think, the, the world's best supply of core information and fundamental tools that companies can use to create solutions that help both private passengers and companies understand where they are, understand where they're going, how to proceed along that route safely, and really maximize the efficiency in the supply chain. And Florian, Florian Brummer of Amazon Web Services, AWS. Tell me a little bit about AWS from the standpoint of supply chain transportation and logistics specifically. Amazon Web Services or AWS is the world's most comprehensive and broadly adopted cloud, offering more than 200 fully featured services from data centers globally. And millions of customers from smaller startups to larger enterprises to government organizations actually draw on AWS for lower costs, becoming more agile, innovate faster, and tapping into the amazing partner network that uh, obviously also brings us into this conversation with here. 
Um, why is AWS's relationship to supply chain really interesting? Because AWS is powering Amazon's supply chain in the end. And I think supply chain with that kind of global footprint, we are born out of that. And the last really in- interesting and exciting aspect is Amazon Web Services just recently launched the AWS supply chain service, which is really pushing into that supply chain application space as well, leaning in and reacting to what our customers have been asking us for. Charlie Maynard of Here Technologies, Dr. Florian Brummer of Amazon Web Services. I want to thank both of you for this great conversation on just what it is we're talking about when we talk about digitization in the supply chain and where it's all going. Thanks to both of you for being with me today. Thank you, Bob. Thank you so much for having us. That was my conversation with Charlie Maynard of Here Technologies and Florian Brummer of Amazon Web Services, talking about the digitization of the supply chain. We thank Here Technologies for sponsoring this episode. We're online at www.supplychainbrain.com. We post a new episode of this podcast for streaming or downloading every Friday. You can also read my Think Tank blog, watch thousands of videos, and access all of our other content, including the digital edition of our magazine. Look for us on Facebook and LinkedIn. Follow us on Twitter, at SCBrain, and also watch videos on our YouTube channel. You can also download or subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Got any comments or suggestions on this or any episode? Email me at rbowman at supplychainbrain.com. Stay well, and see you next time.